Shut up and sit down. Hi everybody, we're back. Another episode, Tech Yurt. Our first one as our newly branded Goose Daddy. Sounds the same, spelled differently. Three is flipped to the E and we're back. In a brand new look with our purple logo and purple branding. Looks sexy, doesn't it? Thanks. Um, so today's podcast, what we're covering is everything from the World Mobile Confer- Conference held last week. So we're talking about the new Samsung, new Sony, the return of the Nokia very exciting news for everybody involved. A little bit about knockoffs, because there's, there was a lot of Apple copies this year, which is a bit strange, but look, we'll cover it. And finally, we're going to cover the breaking news in the Irish market in the last day or so, and that is that ID Mobile has officially been liquidated. So all their customers, all 40,000 of them, have 30 days to leave the network and go somewhere else. So we're going to talk about that and see what solutions are out there for customers and just really talk about why the network failed as badly as it did. Shame that it did, but it has happened. So right, rather than me waffling on anymore, let's get stuck in and go for it. Hi Dean, Neil, nice to have you back. Let's get started. John, great to be here, thanks. No worries. Um, so it seems as you're the new man to the team and new to the podcast, obviously, this evening. Would you like to kick us off and tell us what your favourite phone was from the World Mobile Conference? Sure, Will. Thanks, John. It's it's, uh, it's an honour and a privilege to be part of the podcast. I, I, I've enjoyed the first... <laughs> I've really enjoyed the first few episodes, i got to say. So um, it's kind of cool being, being part of it. So I... Uh, yeah, so, okay, what, what I enjoyed, uh, the, my favourite phone, I have to admit, and I, I was kind of thrilled to see, uh, you know, the, this company doing so well again, like, and, okay, they have a long way to go, but, okay, my favourite phone was Can the Nokia 8 Sirocco. <laughs> this really stood out for me as uh, pretty exciting. Yeah, beautiful phone. Very nice phone. What is it that got you going about it? First of all, it kind of it looks like a really really good phone. Um, yeah. You know, visually, it just it ticks all the boxes for me. Like it has, you know, the edge to edge display. It's got a super screen. It's got a decent, even the processor it's got last year's Snapdragon uh, eighty five, which is hitting the Snapdragon, isn't it? Yeah. So even though it's not the most up to date processor, it is very good. Yeah, yeah and, it, and it's got a decent bit of kind of onboard storage. The the RAM is good. It it's also got it's also got a pretty cool camera system that they're talking about. Now we have to see it obviously and take a good look at it. To be fair to Nokia, even in their unfortunate Windows days, their only real saving grace was their cameras were brilliant to be fair to them if you could just get your head around the awful windows operating system on mobile like you did have a top quality camera there so i'd like to think that they'll be able to carry that across hopefully yeah i mean what they're talking about looks really interesting it's got optical zoom it's got this zeiss optics which which sounds like it's a pretty cool system so and they've got this gopro camera mode that you can do you do a lot of manual adjustments and manual control over your, your your pictures, so it looks good. It looks really good, yeah. And Nokia being Nokia, they've wrapped it all in a... Is it a steel frame, if I'm correct? I believe so, it yeah. It, it looks like yeah. a really good kind of... The material, it looks quality. It looks... It, it, it's up to kind of Samsung iPhone kind of quality, which I... Th- and they've normally been using aluminium framing and... 
aluminium and glass framing, whereas this seems to be going really back to the Nokia's of yesteryear where you probably don't want to kick the thing because you'll break a toe. <laughs> <laughs> they last forever. Well, I'll tell you one thing that really, the biggest thing that has stood out for me is that Nokia, in their wisdom, and I think it, it's a great credit to them, they've insisted on joining the what's called the, the Android One initiative, if you, which I'm sure you guys have heard about, which is basically they want to they want to have the version of Android on their phone that's pure Android so that they're not putting any kind of their own interface bloatware nonsense on it basically exactly it, and the great thing about yeah. it because it's, it's, it's and it comes pre-installed with um, Android 8 Oreo it, it, it will get because it's, it's Android 1 initiative it will get the monthly security updates it will get a much longer support t- t- time frame they're talking at least two years and so that really appeals to me I, I'm an iPhone user and I love the fact that you can get your over-the-air updates and they're free and you get them regularly and this really appeals to me about the uh, the Nokia and the Android experience you know yeah they seem to be kind of learning the lessons that they I suppose will be nice about it failed fucking miserably on the last time around and like sure we all know they were on their knees for so long it, personally it's nice to see them coming back and to be honest with you when when it's time for a phone upgrade I'll probably leave the first iteration of Android, of Nokia Android phones alone because they'll probably be buggy but next year when my upgrade is due I'll probably be sniffing around the Nokias to see what they're all about that's from that's me personally I know Dean is probably glued to his Apple and won't be moving anywhere soon would you move for Nokia? Uh, I don't think I'd move for Nokia but well, to be honest, I don't think I'm going to move around Android at the moment, so I'm happy enough with my Apple and everything, so I'm everything to Apple in my house, so I'm going to move around Android. I don't know, I know it's going to be backed up on Google as well, but I don't know, I just, I'm just kind of having well, you know, I, I've used a, an iPhone for years now, and I, I am kind of glued as well, like yourself. I'm glued into the Apple ecosystem. I use a Mac. I, I, I use Apple Music. I use an iPad. However, saying that. Um, I, I, I do also have a work phone as well that um, is currently an iPhone, but I, I wouldn't have any problem using, at least trying out a, a, a good Android phone as my work phone, and then just to see, just to try it out, and then maybe, maybe who knows, I might convert. Um, we'll, yeah. we'll see, you know. Right, to be honest, I don't really buy into this whole, well, like, Apple people say, oh, I don't like Android, it's too complicated, vice versa. Like, at the end of the day, like, they work almost identically, you know, yeah. really yeah. 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 tap to, tap to Facebook, like, not over there, tap the email or the message on the phone one. Like, there's not much that the uh, normal slowdowns on the street is going to I mean, you've got the likes of your 3D touch and haptic feedbacks and yeah, well, so yeah, the, kind of like yeah. the little bits and pieces like that, that, and they make the difference, to be fair. Like, what I like about my Samsung, for example, it's just so simple to do anything I want to do with it, and I'm going to probably push myself a little bit into a bit of trouble here, and I, I do some illegal stuff with my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Touring TV and showbats are no. very... Heavily sitting there. It's also, you know, the, the the big thing that Apple do, you know, want from their their users, obviously, is that they're tied into the ecosystem. So they're tied into iTunes, they're tied into iMessage and Apple Music and so on, and which are 
big things, obviously. Like, but you know, I, I, I've used Android phones. I've seen Android phones and so on. And I, from a user UI perspective, I, I, there's no big difference usability. But for me, anyway, there's no big difference between an iPhone, iOS, and Android in terms of usability. Um, no. So I, I like I have an iPad for my tablet. Like my tablet is an iPad, and that is the only Apple product I use. But it does the job, and I'm happy with yeah. it. Would I use an iPhone? Probably not, just because I like Samsung, their style, and everything like that. So yeah. Yeah, we're probably getting off track, but actually, just going back to Nokia again. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Do you know what, what the great thing is? Right, this is the the, the phone that they announced, the Nokia H Rocco. They're going to announce another phone apparently later on this year, the Nokia Nine, which will be their. Mm-hmm. big major or main flagship phone apparently but I think it's coming out later on the year so that will be interesting do you think that will be kind of do you think that will be kind of have to come uh, want to compete with the likes of the Nova or do you think it will just be a regular you know, standard 6 inch screen like uh, uh, S9 will be well, the, from what I've from what I've seen, it'll be the Nokia Eight, just a little bit bigger. So it would probably be like a Nokia Eight Plus, perhaps. But it'll certainly be as good as the Nokia Eight. And we'll see what else there is. You know. Yeah. Well, price-wise, it looks actually the Eight seems fairly reasonable as far as flagship yeah. phones goes. The you were saying that the price there. Yeah, like that. Now it's still seven hundred fifty euro if you want to get that. But I mean. Compared to Samsung, maybe a thousand, and Apple, or I think better Yeah. Well, we'll put the same spec. Yeah. 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 Like, just maybe the next round, if you want to, might be able to be on 65 euro a month, and maybe get an upgrade and get a new Nokia for 50 or 100 quid down. If even free. Yeah, if even free. So, and that's very good goal for, um, they get an upgrade for flagship season. But they didn't even just release that model either at the, at the, at the conference the other day. Um, I know they brought out a nice mid-range model. They brought actually two kind of mid-range models. There's one that's about 250 quid, which will probably go up against the likes of your HTC 830s and 626 models and stuff like that. And you've got a model which is a bit more entry level. I think that'll be around 130 to 150 quid, which will go up against the likes of your probably Huawei Y2s of the world and stuff like that. And to be honest with you, if I had a kid who was 14, 15, 16, and they're looking at their first mobile, and I was going to be getting them a Huawei, I'd throw the extra 20 quid and get a Nokia because let's face it, you know. The one thing that Nokia are good at is they're going to be fucking well, terrible. Well, do you know the thing? And I think Nokia have been really, really smart here because, you know, just touching on that point, it, it, if, if you've got, you know, the, the the age group between 14, 15, 16, whatever, they necessarily will not know about Nokia's history, okay? So they're not going to know that Nokia used to do great Shame. phones. As far as they're concerned, they just know about Nokia now. But Nokia have been really smart because last year they reissued uh, the um, the 3310. This year they've done the Matrix 8110 phone. So they're harking back to the history and they're basically saying, look, we... By the way, we used to do great phones. So they're reminding this younger generation, who may not necessarily know that, that look, we do used yeah. to do great phones. So it's it's almost kind of like free advertising in a way. And, and it's a brilliant strategy, I think. And it's very clever from them because they've made them very brightly colored. They've added the, the color display to it. So it is really, from what I've gathered, is it's very much attacking the kind of festival goers market. 
So you don't want to bring your, you know, your iPhone, your Samsung, when you're going rolling around the muck of your head on every drink and drug imaginable for three or four days. You're going to spend you know, 50 to 80 quid yeah. on a phone, throw it in your back pocket. Battery's going to last the whole time you're there without needing charging. And the great thing about the new Nokia one, the, the 8110, is it's going to be 4G compatible, which personally was my big bugbear about last year's model. Yeah that they're working off an outdated 2G network, yeah. which was complete utter nonsense. Okay, I, I think that was by design, but but you're right. This is, this Matrix phone is, is the 8110, is a weekend festival phone. And I, and I think you're right. It's, it's going to go for that kind of audience that, you know, they want to keep in, they want to keep in touch. They want to be able to take phone calls, maybe check Facebook, whatever, but they don't want to do it with their best phone or they want to have some kind yeah. of disconnect. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's interesting times for Nokia ahead. And it's a good excuse to watch The Matrix again. Exactly. <laughs> not, not that you really need a good excuse to watch it, but nonetheless. Like, actually, I think um, we're just have to get a picture here of the Nokia 8110. I'm 100% sure. I don't know if you were aware, remember, about a year ago, Neil, when we did the uh, Dare to Care with Today FM and we all put away our smartphones for the best part of a month and God bless us, people kept donating money to keep us off our phones for longer. That's the phone that Martin was walking around with for the best part of the no month. No way! Aerial and all. Wow. The Aerial and all. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So the original yeah. Nokia 810, which is the grey black brick, essentially. 96. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I was just looking here now, the new Nokia 810 is going to go for about 80 quid, I think. Yeah. Which is slightly reasonable for what you're getting, you know, it's not too bad. I like the colours as well, like, it's going to, from what I've, everything that we've seen, it'll be coming in the same colours that they did the last year's model in, the 3210, 3310, whichever it was. So you'll have, obviously, black, yellow, red, and probably something along the lines of a blue, but the yellow one actually does look gorgeous. I think from going on holidays anywhere this year, I'll be... I think they're really, uh, yeah, they are uh, trying to focus on the whole banana aspect or the phone with the yellow. <laughs> <laughs> banana weekend festival phone, yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh, what other phones phone did you see around? The American I I was, well, I looked at, as we all know, I'm a bit of a, a Samsung fan. I like my Samsung. And I took a look at the Samsung S9 or the, as I like to put it, the Samsung S8.2. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what Unfortunately, Mr. Gary Cronin, who has his annual pop at Apple over uh, with the phone, you know, now with a new hat. Unfortunately, this year it's Samsung who has a new hat. It looks to be pretty much the exact same phone, and the only difference I can really see with it, they've updated the style a little bit, and they've gone with a dual camera, which is essentially a note. Last year's note made smaller. Yeah, and it's also um, it's got a bit purple color that the red had about, and it's that the camera. What to say about the, the camera reimagined? Camera reimagined. It's a camera, but you have your reimagined. But do you imagine you could clone it? Yeah. Doves in the background and shiny noise. In Ireland, anyway, we'll be getting uh, Exynos eight and uh, get ten. Um, their own processor that is paid, and you won't be getting a Snapdragon 845. But again, I mean, if you're going for uh, an upgrade and you have to S8 or S9, I would say go to S8. I'd be missing out on much if you get it for a lot cheaper. And as I've, I've actually I've been doing a bit of uh, thinking, a bit of research actually about this today. Samsung don't historically do well with the uneven numbered phones. I've had the uh, S7 was a fairly decent success, so. 
they completely re-innovated re everything with the S8. That's how well the S7 did. The S5? Uh, yeah. But no, the S5, to be fair, that was a bit of 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 a they're removable battery. And yeah. If you want to do any flash shit from that time, they're removable battery. Yeah. yeah. Fingerprint scanner was fairly pitiful. Yeah. Up against uh, Apple phone. But their even numbered phones have been pretty innovative every time I found. The S6 was a complete 180 off the S5. The S8 was a complete 180 off the S7. Mm. And it seems like the uneven numbers are just kind of the stop gap because they have to and uh, I, I wonder they'll come back uh, yeah I wonder guys and uh, I hear what you're saying I, I totally agree everything what you're saying it's, it's really it's kind of like an S model I guess like it's equivalent to an iPhone yeah. S model um, but I wonder have we just got too used to kind of expecting major innovation every year and that we, we're kind of reaching a point now with, with, with all phones that you know they've got they've got to a point where innovation is not going to happen as quickly as it used to and perhaps you know with the S9 that Samsung have said look last year's phone was so innovative which it was I mean it was the, the first phone it was yeah, yeah it was all screen you know infinity display it was it's pretty impressive so like why why change that at least yeah and why not just you know improve it a little bit they've added in okay they haven't done a lot the camera thing is they're talking about variable kind of aperture i don't know how, what difference that's going it to make it seems like it it's, it's it seems like it's basically a no camera yeah i think i might give it maybe brighter photos um especially yeah, it's the camera from the note that's just coming down yeah. i mean it's going to be good don't get me wrong it's going to be good but for my money if i was going to a shop right now and i was to go on a contract for 50 60 quid a month and they were offering me the s8 for 50 quid or 300 quid for the s9 i'd be like right give me the yeah. s8 it's well it's uh, yeah. so definitely if you've got an s8 there's no really good reason to upgrade if you're say on an s6 yeah. s7 perhaps there is oh yeah yeah i mean if you're coming from an s an, an s6 I mean, why not splurge? I guess you know that would be my thinking. But if you're coming even from an S7, I'd be nearly inclined to say try and get the the next year out of it if you can and wait for the ten because I think it's basically what you said. Neil, it's the hard numbers are basically S models, and I think Apple kind of gets uh kind of get away with it a bit more than Samsung do because they open it up and like it's just an improved model over previous. Oh, yeah. Whereas, like, when Samsung will go from like the S5 to the S6 and stuff, it's a new release, it's a new it's model, a it's a new product, but it's not. But it's not. They put a lot of pressure on themselves. And, and at least Apple don't be like. If, if I'm going to give any credit to Apple, which I don't like doing, but it's because <laughs> the two of your Apple heads that are on, like, at least at least in that instance, they're honest and they yeah. say, "Look, it's basically the same. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. We've made a couple of little tweaks to it, and you either want it or you don't. Sure, you don't really yeah. care either way." I, I'm trying to be <laughs> an impartial. As I can, and it's uh, I, I am an Apple fan, but I am trying to be impartial, and I, I I do think what Samsung have done is is a little bit cheeky in one way because you're right they haven't come out and said look this is not brand new model this is just an upgrade to last year's model I can understand why they wouldn't do it I I, I think what's really um, a little bit disappointing for me was that there was all this talk about 
in in screen fingerprint scanning which I know yeah, there's been yeah. a couple of Android phones have already kind of demoed this. I, I thought this year Samsung would yeah. would bring that out. I reckon they'll. I reckon they're saving it for the ten. Yeah, it, I think they are. Yeah, I think they're going to save it for the ten. Maybe. Yeah. Looking at that, one thing that Samsung does have on this side that I think is kind of impressive enough is that the kind of camera, the live translations, you may hold a camera up to a sign or something that's in a different language or a, a textbook and it translates it onto screen in English. We were actually talking about something like this a few weeks ago, like the the real life uses of augmented reality. Yeah, so that that, is, that that actually is pretty cool. You can do yeah. you can do it on Google Translate though at the moment. Anyway, you have the Google Translate app. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it is what it is between all the companies. Like they all have their they all come up with these individual ideas, and then the other companies take the to kind of catch up. I'm sure when my SA gets a software update, I'll probably get that. Yeah, I'm inclined yeah. to think. Now, as much as I'm being a bit of a, I'm being a bit narky about the S9. It's only because I was expecting more, and I was expecting better after this. But the problems with the Note a year ago, or two years ago nearly, and how good the S8 release was, I just thought that they'd really try to cement their place back at the top of the market this year and knock it out of the park one more time before they went back to being lazy. And I think they have. Well, perhaps because of the problems with the the Note, the battery exploding, which was obviously a big issue, maybe... Precisely. It was a blast, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a blast, wasn't it? But maybe precisely because of that, they're being cautious. So they said, look, let's just not rush ahead of ourselves. Let's just slowly do, um, you know, small updates and let's see whether I maybe play it safe for a little while. Perhaps that's it. Yeah. Well, possibly. Like, I was impressed with the Dex pad. Did you, did you see the Dex pad? Yeah. That is, that is pretty impressive. No, that's, that's, bad. Bad. No, that's good. good. Yeah. I, there, I can see your standard work setup being replaced in the next couple of years if they can start getting this technology nailed on. You're not going to need a laptop or a desktop. You're just going to need your phone and your desk and your desk pad. Yeah, and then they can for companies to just buy S10s and a couple of Dexies. Yeah, and then buy actual computers and just have the monitors. Pop your desk, your Samsung into the desk pad and. It's one device, and it's going to store all, all of the stuff that you need. And let's face it, the memory that's in phones now is getting to a point where it's nearly as big as most laptops in some cases, you know? Yeah. But especially laptops that companies give you for your day-to-day job. They're, generally speaking, they're quite rudimentary, basic, you know, equipment fit for purpose. So... Yeah. It, I, I, I don't know. My take on that is, I'll be honest, is I, I did like the feature, and I, I can see, you know, who they're aiming at and what, obviously, they're trying to aim at, but... My experience, and I, I've done a lot of work on this, and it with the company I work for. We when we roll out, you know, laptops or mobile devices across the field, most companies across across the world still use Windows Seven, for example. A lot of companies yeah, use XP yeah. and so on. So to get yeah. them to to be compatible with a Dex uh, system, it's going to take a long time, and I think companies will be slow to kind of embrace something like that. So, you know, application, older applications that only work on Windows, for example, or... Well, I think well, the, the, the problem I think I can see with it is going to be the likes of internal CMS yeah, kind of exactly, systems. Yeah. There, that, that's where the problem for me is going to be. But like, if, if anybody's saying that you're going to have problems with Excel or, or Word or the Microsoft suite, you know, come on now. <laughs> but, you know, any kind of 
of those group solution customer management systems or internal programs that a lot of the multinationals use. That's where Samsung had that little gap to fill in before I think they can really really hit that market hard because from my perspective I go between here and the UK a bit for work so if I didn't have to be logging around a tablet my phone and a laptop with me up and down and just had the dex pad and my phone I'd be a very very happy little boy so you're going to associate you're going to have to to be open that's where if you're going to have some kind of monetary but again I'm sure to find some way to get a huge bit of tablets or something like that. Yeah, it's important to monitor, isn't it? Yeah. It can't be that hard, like. Yeah. Again, it is kind of an ambitious thing that will be a few years on the line. It's not a case that, I, that a lot of existing companies will take over, but a lot of newer companies might adopt it. And yeah. I think there's a generation gap between whether it's actually into normal. I'd like, to, I'd like to hope so, because I think it is really cool technology. I think it's something that a lot yeah. of companies aren't... Well, I haven't seen any other company really pushing the envelope around business yeah. in that kind of sense yet. Probably Apple will do look at it in the next couple of years if Samsung starts to nail uh, you know, find that magic formula. Apple Apple will come in and make an Apple solution, and that's when the game, the game will get very interesting. You say that because I was reading a, an article there the other day about Apple's plans for um, the App Store, and what they're looking at is that when developers create apps for iOS and Mac OS, they'll just have to do one build and they'll be compatible for both systems. So you can see they're, they're trying to get down the down the kind of road where Mac and iOS start getting a, a lot closer intertwined, yeah. you know. So maybe that's their response, but we shall see. Right. Yeah. Dino, we'll let you talk about your Sony love. Yeah, so you used, you used to be like an in-store Sony rep back in the day, back in your mobile days. It's kind of yeah, like, kind of um, <laughs> I think it's really Sony fan. I think the platform is pretty impressive. Um, though, obviously, like they have their own uh, integration, they have a PlayStation, which we'll talk about a bit later. But like their process is always fairly decent. I know when I had my uh, Z5, that thing that's kind of on side of the phone, which I really liked. I used to use my phone to unlock it, and it was very um, quick. And the camera just, the camera, the other side there, I would argue the best camera on the market. And they always paired up with James Bond, so that really looked cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, like this year now, we have to bring it up the uh, Xperia XZ2, which I would, uh, first of all, it looks really nice. It's like dropped it completely, yeah. giving it a brand new yeah. or It's really fucking shiny. It's a massive presence. Uh, and it looks like it'll be comfortable enough to hold. Plus, even the spec wise, it's on air, which. Uh, the S9, besides the current screen, I would say that you're nearly getting as much out of the XZ2 as you are out of the S9 this year. Well, like, I know Samsung this year made a big hoolie about their slow-mo camera. Sony have been doing that for three or four years. Yeah, and I think Sony actually have a fucking Sony. They can do uh, yeah, they got 4K. Yeah, um, they could do 1080p and 960 frames per second. I think that's actually going to record 4K, which is really cool. I mean, for me, it, I like the style. It really kind of, it's almost kind of going back to the the Sony Ericsson kind of, yeah. you, know, that, you know, that kind of glossy body feel that we got accustomed to when Sony were at their peak with the, you know, those phone, what was the phone that we all used to have on the back of the bus playing our terrible dance tunes? Uh, uh, the Walkman model, wasn't it? 
Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they had some rippers, like, they really did. They had the likes of, we had, we had, we had the Walkman phone, we had, there was the one that kind of opened out vertically rather than horizontally. Yeah. Yeah, the slide one. Yeah, slide one. Yeah. It kind of almost looked like a like a PlayStation control in its design. It was very cool. Like they made some really attractive looking gear. And I think and it's really nice to see that they're doing something that's a bit different to what we've become accustomed to this year. It's, yeah, it's certainly different to what to what you know the standard kind of bezel-less phones that are inspired by Samsung really now. Like I, I was a little bit disappointed. Yeah. I'll be honest though with it. But look, it's certainly a lot more modern than you know the previous phones, but it yeah. still has kind of fairly big you know bezels, and also it still has the Sony logo at the bottom. It's quite a big chain. It's you know? chunky. It's chunky. chunky. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's probably the best. The, the best description. They're they're very. Now, uh, they're chunky. Now uh, again, like, so I think about manufacturers this year trying to come up with new features, but it's kind of difficult. Um, see a bit about kind of tattooed a bit. But like, I don't know. I'm looking at this camera. The bezels are quite small. Maybe the side bezels mm. are a bit big compared to the Nokia and the Samsung. But mm-hmm. uh, one cool thing that they did uh, really this year, uh, which for some students that they have a separate chip in the uh, in the phone that um, uh, it's basically a vibrates phone when you watch videos and play games, and um, just like as if uh, uh, you were playing PlayStation, the controller was a vibrating. So it's not, it's not a big feature, but it does have that kind of interconnectivity with your PlayStation anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you can even play PlayStation with your phone, and you still get to kind of yeah, yeah, I know this is something that we've been told before that, for example, if we're if you're if we're sitting at home and one and Dean's watching television, and I want to play the PlayStation. I can connect my controller up to my phone, use my phone as a display essentially, and yeah, yeah. it hooks through to the PlayStation that that way. So you, that's you, the, the connectivity in the Sony stuff is really yeah. Cool. That is a great feature. I, I I do that on my Mac actually. I've got Sony um, a PS4 remote play on my Mac, so. Mm. When my wife is watching telly, I can still play a game, and it's pretty cool. But yeah, I can do it on my on my iPhone as well. There's a second screen app, um, yes. which is kind of cool. But you're right. I mean, like a lot of people will be kind of drawn to that, particularly the younger kind of generation who are into PS4s. They will look at the yeah. new Sony and think, "Wow, this 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 is." This is integrated into PS4. This is a big plus yeah. point for me. So, and they're not particularly bothered about whether one basil is smaller well, than the other basil, you know. Well, I'd be saying I'd be nearly inclined to say that that kind of chunky that chunky feel is almost to be reminiscent of the design of the PS4 and the PlayStation controller in general. It is kind of though it's it's wide, it's thick. It's kind of, it's got that kind of rear curvature almost so that mm-hmm. it's kind of reminds me of the uh HTC back in the uh certainly in the current HTC which kind of curved back in the it's just a bit more comfortable because um uh just uh, the fits and has their last phones, then uh, XZ and the Z series, they are the the design had been the same for years. Yep. And it was just very flat and just very um prominent corners and edges of that like, so I think this would be a lot more uh, comfortable. Yeah, and again with the whole PlayStation integration thing, that's one USB that the Sony, uh, Sony do have. Now, I don't know how many people actually do use it. Maybe it's a bit bigger in other countries than it is in Ireland. But um, I have had a couple of friends who have used it, and they said that even when the area is before as a controller, that the lag uh, is 
And you've got and anybody who doesn't like the new modern giant phones, you can get the compact model, which is pretty much ninety nine percent the same spec, just in a smaller body. So the only difference the only difference is smaller display and smaller battery. And the reason why you only need a smaller battery is because it's running a smaller display. So essentially, same phone, smaller size for people who don't want to be carrying around the what we'd call the modern giant phones. Yeah, it's a good phone, though. And power plates them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm looking at about 600 euros for the compact, which is a bit of 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 a bit the, the smaller makers. Um, to kind of seem to be ripping off. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, I can't be the one to say it. Yeah, it's a, it's a different. <laughs> I noticed as well. And uh, would you know what happened at the, at the WNC? I guess you've seen it, but Asus mm. did a presentation for the new Zenfone 5. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, it was, it was actually kind of mocking in one way because they they decided to to bring in their own version of the notch on their new phone so they did a presentation do you know the iPhone notch so they have a notch on their phone so incredibly their presentation actually went but they weren't even the only one to do it no this is the thing but I mean they were they were presenting at, at WNC and they had a presentation that basically was making a big deal about the fact that their notch their notch was 26% smaller than what they called the Fruit Phone X so they wouldn't even say Apple they were calling it the Fruit Phone X so but the thing is about their notches, they, there's no reason for them to have a notch. It's just cosmetic. There's no reason for anybody to have the notch. It's just there. It, it, it was just purely aesthetic just to just to be seen so that the phone could look from a distance like an iPhone 10 without somebody bending the exactly. same Exactly. I mean, at least with the iPhone 10, there, there's a good reason why they have the notch. Obviously, it holds all the you know the equipment for the true depth camera, which which drives the face ID. Yeah. And be, because they've decided... It actually serves a purpose. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and because they've got... Yeah. They're, they're not using Touch ID anymore... This is how you, you know, you you unlock the phone. You do your your, your security um, updates. You do you do your payments and so on. So they need the, the notch, but yeah. Asus don't need the notch. That is a rip off of the iPhone. Yeah, and as I said, they weren't the only one. Like I think we were skimming through and we saw at least three other brands that looked the exact. That's right. Yeah, some kind of ones I. I, I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked. Yeah, there was two um, kind yeah, of. Well, it was for some reason, and we see this like even from Samsung. A lot of different manufacturers enjoy having a pop it up, and I don't see why it's going to have the effort of actually building a phone to try and have a pop it. Essentially, biggest, one of the biggest companies in the world. Yeah. But uh, again, like you were saying, like that's all. That has no real use. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't see why they were. Um, they, I don't see why. And it's like the time of the world for people who want to use 
I, 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 yeah, look, it, it has to be aimed at the it's Chinese market, really. You know, and, and amazingly, some of the bigger companies are, are, are rumored to be bringing out a notch phone. Um, LG, the new LG is going to have a notch in it. Uh, Huawei's new phone is going to have a notch, the P20. And it's like, wow. So it's a style feature now, basically. I mean, we felt like, to be fair, like putting that aside there was a couple of other nice little products that we saw at the at the at the conference because like we put we found the do you remember cat the last year they brought out the s60 model they brought out a new one the s61 it's the highly durable kind of builder's phone smartphone oh yeah which is yeah, really yeah. really cool yeah, and it's um rover land rover does something similar Exactly. So we've yeah. got a couple of nice, durable kind of work, work people phones. I guess you could call them. Uh, yeah, like construction yeah. workers, builders, anybody who's working with kind of heavy duty industrial equipment, because yeah. the phone is essentially built to be bombproof. Yeah. Exactly. You don't get like two ways. You get a just meant to be a kind of a It's um, one of them is three meters per hour, which you won't get that in any place of really. No. And um, the price for this is fairly steep. Fairly steep for what it is. Yeah. Neil, do you know what it is? Yeah, I, I, yeah I've seen that. Do you know what that's probably aimed at? I'd say generally, it's probably for businesses where they, they need a phone for some kind of outdoor use, for example. So I, I know in our company, we have people going around. Uh, scanning equipment and so on and their outdoor use phones so I say they're very much driven at that kind of market um, know, it's not a big market but there is a market there I mean and the only other thing that I saw that kind of piqued my interest was the Vivo Ape, Ape, uh, Vivo Apex phone it had a pop up um, oh yeah I saw this the, yeah camera yeah, selfie camera uh, front, front facing camera yeah that, that, that I just thought was cool this looking. was cool now in fairness so the only thing that worried me about that, I thought it was really cool. This is the same company that last year, at the last year's WMC, brought out the in-screen fingerprint scanner as a concept, and we haven't seen that. But it's actually supposedly it's in this. This is again, as you said, it it seems like it's more of a what's the word I'm looking for? It's more of a concept yeah. phone more than a, a a retail product. But it's cool to see what's possible. Like it does have the half fingers, half fingerprint scanning technology in the display. It has the pop up camera. It has edge to edge displays. It, it looks really nice. Well, isn't it cool? Isn't it cool to see a company like this actually doing real innovation rather than ripping off a notch? Well, what do they have to lose? Exactly. Yeah. And you know, that that was really cool to see. Now, if they ever get a price on it. And we ever actually get to see it on the market, I'll be sure to dive right in and try to see if I can get hold of one to do a review or something because I'd be mad to have a play around with that because I think that little pop up camera thing, it's probably not the most functional thing in the world considering how often people are using the front facing camera these days. But it looks cool. Oh, hey, do you know what we have to mention? We've got to go back to Samsung for a moment. What is this thing that they're trying to copy the emoji? They're they're bringing out their version called the AR emoji. I'll leave you to this. I'll uh, quietly sulk off into the corner. Does anybody really use this? Nobody. Nobody I know really use it. 
you'll go, you'll, you'll play around with it for five minutes, see what it's all about, get bored, never used again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think I find that maybe kind of bring in the next generation of emojis, but <laughs> obviously I don't like to do it first. But it's just about one of those kind of small community things that one company does and very small part kind of following as well. Now. Yeah. It's not a function that people are going to use in their day to day life. Yeah, Apple now have got a lot more impressive features in their AR um, on the iPhone 8 and the 10. Um, but again, I just think kind of the animal, and <coughs> animal thing was something that they didn't get to start showing because I used that. They didn't have that much innovation at the end of that. Yeah, it, okay. I think I think their AR um, kind of path that they're looking at. I think that's a lot more interesting, and that you know yeah. the yeah. technology that that's going to come soon. And I think that that's a lot more interesting than an emoji or things like that. You know. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Look, I'm conscious of the time here, so before we move on to our second and very interesting topic. Because it's breaking news in the Irish market today. Before we actually get onto that, I'm going to throw the question out to you. Of the devices that we saw at the conference, pick pick one and why. Dean, Neil, either of you fancy going first on that? This is going to be focused about big Apple people. they are and what they should have been exactly and this is what they should have been if they got 
on board with Android instead of Windows in the first place. They wouldn't have had all this bullshit. You're dead right, yeah. So, and and choice is good. Actually, choice is good. So, bring it on. Exactly. Right. Um, Here's a bit of a double-edged sword, I guess we call it. Um, The big breaking news in the Irish market today, the small little network, ID Mobile, the Carphone Dixon's owned mobile brand has officially gone into liquidation. So now that we know all the phones that are coming out, you're all free to leave contracts and get new ones. So that's good news. But on the other side, we're a network down and there's going to be a lot of people with 30 days to jump ship and run somewhere else. Dean, what, do you want to lead the charge on this one and tell us what you know? Um, yeah, so I can see the appeal of ID back in the bed. Basically, you merge. There, there, were, there were set voice guides, you could choose how much data, minutes, and text messages that you needed. So the customer was Yeah, and you could choose how long you wanted the contract to be 12, 18, or 24 months. So I could definitely see the appeal of it, but I think it was just played the problem from the start. Uh, their network would crash a lot. Um, the whole kind of top of process um, was complicated and I don't know, I just don't think it really did it. They, they did market a lot, they did say market a lot on TV. The pricing was fantastic. Yeah. They, they, from my perspective, their initial, I suppose, credit scoring kind of left them with a bit of a catch-up process to, because everybody and anybody could get on the market, on the network with a contract phone. That was just from what I could see and what I was hearing at the time. And that seems to kind of caught up with them. They were promising to get 250,000 customers. They got 40,000, I believe it was, in the two years that they've existed. Carphone about two weeks ago, and I hate to say it because Joe, they're a great company. They, Joe, they, they, the, the way the brand works is fantastic, Joe, having that selection. And they're closing a huge section of their shops in the near future. And now the, 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 this network is going down as well. So it's... It's a good idea with poor application. It's a shame. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 the way, I guess, you know, we, we've got to acknowledge as well that a lot of employees are going to be losing their, their jobs, you know, so that's a big yeah. hit for them. And and, it, and it's, it's it's a terrible time for them, obviously, as well. So, um, yeah. but I, I think, you know, it's interesting what you mentioned there about the, the, the network and the reception was poor. This, I, I think that this whole MB MO kind of concept where you're kind of piggybacking on an established network that the, the physical infrastructure, say a Vodafone or, or BT or whatever, it does have inherent risk and problems. And it looks like in this case, it hasn't really, it didn't work out. People weren't happy with the service. But on the other hand of that MBNO thing, they do offer, generally speaking, they offer value that the big networks can't. I mean, yeah, Tes- Tesco Mobile have their issues with signal. 48 have issues with their signal. So do Virgin. So do Post Mobile. I think it's but they have a great price in it. Yeah, but I think it's a case that like, you, you, you pay for what you get. Yeah. yeah. Like, if I, if I'm outside, I, I know it will probably get better value at Post Mobile than my car package, but I also know that I'm not going to be able to use my data. It's just not working. I'm currently on, well, not for much longer, I guess, but I'm, I'm, I am an ID customer, so yeah. I have 30 days now to go and I want to do for search for a new brand. Um, well, you know, crash when I'm out here, when I'm out in your house, 
Yeah, sure. It doesn't work great. But it, it's holding up now. Um, it, it has its good days. No, but it's, it's, not three big booster network out there recently. Yeah. So, so it, 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 is, it was up and down at times. I found, the, like, to be honest with you, I accepted any issues with the reception because of the price I was getting. To be honest with you, I got one of those intro deals where I got the calls, the texts, and the data for 15 quid a month, and then I was just doing the lease agreement essentially on my mobile on top of it. So it meant that I was getting an unlimited package, and my Samsung S8, and I was paying like 34 a month. Do you know? No, I do think to be fair, some of the other networks would maybe take a more the whole idea of being able to tell their own tariffs. Yeah. Um, but I just think. Being a brand new network, it did really work for me. I think the network like Air or Trigger Road would be very easy to be able to integrate it into their whole uh, um, uh, into what their contracts. Um, but again, this ID and this uh, with coverage issues that was having, it just didn't really stand a chance. I'm not sure how it's doing in the UK now, actually, to be fair. Fine. Fine, fine. The reason why that I think they managed to keep it going so long was because. The UK market is so strong for Carphone as a brand, I think, in general, because they're a UK bit, they're a UK born and bred company. So I think the strength of the UK market has been what's been, I suppose, propping them up somewhat over the last couple of years, I guess. Um, but yeah, like, what, look, to be honest with you, if there's anything that's good about it, is it, the timing is very nice because it is. In the next month, it is new phone season. So any customers that are you know, allowed to leave, or we're all allowed to leave, but you know, there's going to be great deals there, even if it's not on the brand new products. The second generation phones normally take price dip coming into the new phone season. So people will get, you know, it's the best time of year for a good deal. I'm actually fuming because last month I was taking up a... Taking out the contract energy because I was so sure that this is going to happen. For some reason, that I was just telling me that it was just going to happen. And I was so sick of it. And fairness to the and in fairness, look because because I'm going to be leaving the network myself. Um, we were discussing earlier on where the the team at Google were putting together a little price plan guide. So for any people who are listening who are on ID or look at who will be moving off or looking to leave, we will have an article together in probably in the next forty eight hours with the prepay, bill pay, and SIM only prices on all the networks, so that you have that one stop shop where you'll have all the information you need, and we're going to break it down as we do in the most simple to understand method and of course hit us up on facebook twitter linkedin whatever the hell you want instagram snapchat we have it all all goose.ie or goose underscore.ie we're there to answer your questions so we'll help everybody out as much as we can in the next month while people are moving around because that's forty thousand people that have to move yeah, especially when some of these new phones that we spoke about are, will be coming out quite soon as well. So exactly. people could get uh, some, find themselves with a really good phone with a really good contract. So and it, and it sounds like from a user's uh, people on, on contracts with with ID, there's not going to be an issue moving on to another um, mobile operator. And in fact, they probably will no. get just as good a contract rate as they were previously getting. So that that in itself is good news. The only grey area that around that at the moment seems to be because of the way the ID contracts are structured where your phone services essentially are running SIM only and your phone is through a lease agreement, they're two separate entities. So while you'll have be allowed to move off of the network with your service, technically speaking right now, what we're hearing is that you'll still be liable to pay for the remaining balance of the handset that you currently have. However, 
we assume there might be changes in the coming weeks. Now, we might be right, we might be wrong, we don't know what we're just thinking from a liquidation standpoint, whether they can send over their contracts on a legal basis that will they be able to chase customers for that money or not. And that's information that will probably come out in the next couple of weeks. But right now, as it stands, that's the only the only kicker is that anybody is moving off, they're still liable for the rest of the cost. So SIM only plans all the way. Okay. It's also whether they will chase that up, they may not. Yeah. They may not be operations. All feedback from their website, all feedback from customer service at the moment is saying that people will be liable for the remainder of their handset. So I would be inclined to recommend just so that you're not taking on a second phone bill, even for you know, three, four months. You might have three months left in your phone repayments to make. You know, mm-hmm. Rather than taking it and paying twice, just you know, get on a SIM only, a 30-day rolling contract with a network for the time being. And the good side of that for a customer perspective is if somebody doesn't have the best credit rating or anything like that, and they're more inclined to get asked for a deposit from a network, if you go on to the SIM only with them and you're there with them for three or four months, generally speaking, the networks will tell you what they are. I think that Vodafone is four months, Air is three months on the fourth month, then you can take your contract out and they won't ask for a deposit at that point in time as long as you can keep it up with your SIM only bill repayments. So in that sense, if you're the, you know, look like me, I've been asked for deposits on most of my phone upgrades or my new contracts and down the years. So, Joe, hop on to a SIM only, save yourself a fortune for the next couple of months until you see what phone you want to get, maybe finish off paying the phone that you do have, and your credit rating with that company is going to be better. So you're not going to get asked for a deposit going forward. So it's wins across the board to get the SIM only. You can tell that you've worked in the phone shop for like, the first objection you hear, it's like, yeah, well, we can just trade in the phone you have. <laughs> and then whatever money you are supposed to get into left over, you can just pay off the rest of the day. I've seen your game. We've worked together behind the check out. Yeah. I saw what you were up to. Yeah. Fucking. But, uh, oh, no, no. We do go now, hopefully, um, and how more people will just be able to go on to like a proper network in the one way and you should put um, the whole Do we think anybody will pick up the slack and enter the market to take their place in the long term? In the long term or short term? I think it won't be a good idea. I don't think so. Especially as well with the whole 5G network moving to call soon. Hopefully that will be coming out in the next 12 months. Um, apparently they're looking at Sky of 10 gigabytes per second download speed. I think it's going to be Sky. I think in the medium term Sky have the network in the UK already. They're already a huge brand for broadband and home services. Um, when companies like Air and Vodafone are already pushing towards merged bills for landline broadband, TV, and mobile, Jesus Christ, it sounds like I never left the businesses. <laughs> but uh, when they're looking at merged bills for a lot, I think it would make perfect sense for the likes of Sky to come in and give discounts paired with your home yeah, systems, man. and then you just have the one bill to the one company. So from my perspective, I think Sky would be mental to not be looking at this as an opportunity to get in, get in quickly, and even take even if they take twenty thousand of those customers. It's a great start point. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think Sky could well be looking at this to to jump on board. You know, they're, they're talking about moving everybody away from having a Sky box and a and a Sky satellite dish to broadband only um, service. 
So, you know, getting people... Well, their new TV box is kind of along that line, isn't yeah, it? Exactly, yeah, exactly, yes. Yeah, I mean, it used to be, and it wasn't so long ago, that if you didn't have a phone line, you, you couldn't get Sky. But obviously yeah. nowadays, that's, that's not a requirement, you know. But just one other point on this is just before we we move away or or, or get, get too far uh, talking about sky um you know this whole mobile virtual um uh, operator concept where you've got the likes of virgin tesco and so on um basically piggybacking up off a uh, the infrastructure of vodafone or uh, whatever i wonder will yeah. will a lot of spotlight be put on this now and will, will it be kind of you know there, there could be some kind of regulation in the market around the companies that are supplying this service about you know will some kind of scrutiny be put on their financial position will customers kind of look at this a bit more now so rather Rather than looking and jumping on board the cheapest deal, will they? Will customers also look at it and say, "Well, what about the service? What about the financials of this? You know, is this company likely to fold? Is is this like an insurance kind of you know motor insurance problems that we had before, where companies could collapse? You know, maybe yeah. people will just look at things a bit more than just the price, and maybe that's no not not a, not a, such a bad thing. You know? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Personally, I don't think so i think i think the nature of maybe irish people in general is to always try find the best deal and if it's yeah. cheap and it's cheerful and it does the job i think people will still go for it and on that side companies like 48 have survived for the last five six years and they don't look but then again 48 are a subsidiary of three or anyway yeah. sure they're an mvno but they're owned by them as well so the finances are merged anyway there's one point i'd say about that I, I, i'm no expert on the younger generation obviously i'm a bit older than that but I, I was talking to my my nephew there a few weeks ago and he's with tesco and and he was saying about um he said he loves the phone he has a it's a one plus phone he loves the phone it's just great but he said he, he was attracted to to it because, you know, the contract was quite cheap. But as soon yeah, as he realised yeah. that the service is not, in his opinion, he said this, the, the network service is poor. He's having problems with, you know, 3G, 4G, you know, phone calls dropping and so on. And he said if he'd known that before he signed up, he wouldn't have signed up. He said, you know, no amount of having a really cheap contract for him uh, accounts for having bad service. So maybe... Maybe things are changing a bit. You'd like to think so, but I'll put to, to put it in the numbers. We'll say you can get 500 minutes, 500 texts, and 15 gigs of data from Tesco's on a contract with a phone for 30 a month. The equivalent plan to that on air is 45 a month. That's 15 a month for two years in the difference. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So when people are seeing those, those kind of difference in numbers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my best. My best practice for anybody would be go on to the coverage checkers. All of those websites now have a coverage checker. Do your research before you go into the shop. Yeah. I would imagine how most places in Dublin have had issues in getting covers, but I know that they are apparently, and I think our is uh, supposed to be the best uh, coverage, or not Meester, sorry, Meester's got air now is the best coverage. Um, but Vodafone is a lot of the renowned for this. Um, uh, I'd say, I don't know why the tree has such trouble, uh, trouble with coverage because of how many of you know that you have to be backing up, backing off the network. One last um, time, anyway. 
one less lap. Yeah, so we should be able to improve for the rest of They just have the whole other bit of data to come from. There's yeah. no reason I'm going to put only the main faults or text or just give a little bit of data. Yeah, actually, funny, and just to just to go back again to what my nephew was saying, I'll just give you an example of what he was talking about. And um, he was saying last year, him and his friends were at the Electric Picnic Festival. Okay, it's it's in Leash, um, and he said they were they were just kind of around a little campfire, and they were all on Facebook on their phones, and and. He was the only one on Tesco, and he said he was the only one that couldn't get a uh, either a three G or four G connection. And he said it was embarrassing, and he said he was kind of getting a bit slagged off and stuff, you know. So, you know, I, I know what you're saying about the money, and it is a big, big difference. And you know, especially at that age, you, you can't afford to pay, you know, Vodafone contract rates; like they are expensive, yeah. you know. But you know, who knows? I think it's situations like that. I think people are getting a bit more picky now about the quality of service. So, and I'm not saying that all um, mobile operators, you know, the uh, the virtual networks are like that. I'm sure Tesco, you know, are are good in in you know 99% of other areas, perhaps, or or Virgin yeah, and so yeah. on. But there is that perception, and and that perception is growing. So maybe things might change. You know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I I might be a cheapskate, but 360 euro difference over a two year contract always will pe- at least pique my attention. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, before we wrap it up, I suppose, in summary, how do we feel about the ID collapse? I think good concept, poorly executed. Poorly executed. Yeah, just again, not touching. What do you think? They had to leave kind of USB and they had the marketing, but just nobody really wanted to jump on board. What do you think, Neil? Do you think things are going to change with the mobile networks going forward, or do you think that's just wishful thinking? Because I know I, I'd like to think so, um, but it could be wishful thinking. Look, it, it, it's a shame for the employees. Um, it looks like hopefully it might yeah. be good news, okay news for the for the users that they're not going to be interrupted and they they will get get uh, rival offers from from other contracts and they can move over to other mobile so, uh, contracts easily enough so hopefully um, but whether things change maybe maybe not we'll see yeah I mean and on that rather dour no this, this is the saddest we've ever had end of the podcast can we try to cheer ourselves up pretty quick R.I.P. ID. <laughs> we need to start sending some emojis to cheer ourselves up. Yeah. Hey, yeah. There we go. Wrapping it all back together in a neat little package. <laughs> Look, so before we leave you all go, for everybody who is listening to it, be sound, drop us a five-star review, tell us that we're awesome even if we're not, or don't tell us the truth. We'd love, like to hear some honest feedback about where we can improve and give you the best experience going forward with the podcast. You can find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all of that fine stuff. Dean, because I keep tumbling over my tongue when I do this, I'll let you do that. Uh, yeah, so recently we've actually had a small changeover. We used to be uh, Goose, G-O-O-S-T-D, but we've now changed it to regular Goose, G-O-O-S-E-D. So Daddy. Daddy. It's the other one's porn site. Very important point. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mr. Gordon as well have a, a review on the new Tesla model going. So yeah, yeah. Martin was out yesterday in a 130,000 quid 
Model S Tesla, and he cracked the windscreen. So that's going to be a video that will be going live online in the coming day or two. So keep your eyes peeled for that, and we'll see what the hell that moron got up to when he was allowed outside for too long. All right, so we'll wrap it up. Talk to you in about a week's time, lads. See you guys. Take care. Cheers. Bye bye.